Welcome to New Grad Advice Podcast. This is Neil Grant, author of the soon-to-be-released book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, Practical, Real-Life, and Holistic Advice for the Graduate Transitioning into Adulthood. My last podcast discussed leaving a legacy and what actions you can take now to start you on the path to leaving a positive legacy to those you leave behind. This podcast starts the next section of my book relating to your financial life and various aspects of understanding money management and how to use it wisely for the rest of your life. Podcasts in this series will also discuss filing your income tax return, the basics of investing, understanding insurance issues, buying your first home, buying a vehicle, and finally giving back and being generous. To me, today's podcast is far and away one of the most important topics to be addressed by all young people. Are you compiling lots of debt, which is the last thing you want to do as you try to accumulate assets in order to enjoy a financially sound life? Are you living below or above your means? Meaning, do you regularly spend more than you make or less than you earn so you can save some of your income? Is it time to step back and unemotionally look at your finances and determine if you are properly managing your money? There is no time like the present to take a hard look at how well you are managing your money. This podcast will address this issue and what you can do now to become financially secure as you progress in your career and your life. When I was a young engineer and then a project manager, I watched out for my company's money much more than I ever watched out for my own finances because we didn't really have much money to worry about. As time passed, we started to accumulate some savings, and then I started to take notice of how it was managed. In hindsight, I wish I was more diligent about it as our nest egg would have grown faster, but then again, we are both content with what the Lord has provided for us. It would be a good habit to start early in managing money wisely, and this podcast will address this key issue. How you and your spouse manage money is one of the main issues which will arise during your married life and the source of much controversy. One of you may wish to buy what he or she wants, while the other may buy only what he or she needs. One may be generous to others in the church, while the other may wish to keep it all. One may wish to buy an expensive car, while the other may want to buy a serviceable one that gets you where needed. One may wish to buy on credit, while the other will only buy if there's sufficient cash in your bank account. You can see that there are many issues here that need to get resolved. While a dilemma facing many young couples, it is truly important early on to get the basic spending philosophies discussed and agreed. As you can see, it's a complex issue that won't get sorted out easily and will need to be readdressed as time passes and your financial situation changes. The first thing to be done is to make sure that the basics of money management are clearly understood. Then decisions can be made and plans implemented accordingly. Let's talk about debt. I was going to quote the Bible and provide the verse that said, neither a lender nor borrower be, but this didn't come from the Bible, but from Shakespeare in Hamlet. So regardless of what the wording is or the origin of it, you got to remember that the essence is don't get into debt as it can have disastrous personal effects. It is very 
difficult to get out of it. Where are the major sources of personal debt? It starts with the home mortgage, which is generally a necessary and low-cost debt, maybe the 3 to 5% range, depending on the level of inflation we have, and also your credit score. Car loans have a higher percentage interest rate and fluctuate depending on your track record of paying off debt and can range anywhere from 8 to 18%, again, depending on your credit score. Credit card debt is the worst debt of all and constitutes an enormous burden on the American public because the interest rates on unpaid monthly balances are massive and the average of about 18 can range up to 20 plus percentage rate per year. Let's assume you are the average person in America and you have $8,000 in credit card debt and only pay off the minimum allowable each month, which may be just a few hundred you could be accumulating $1,500 of interest each year, which is probably more than your minimum payments for a total for the year. Therefore, you'll probably never be able to reduce this debt burden. If not paid off in 20 years, that $10 purchase on your credit card today will probably end up costing you $40 when all is said and done. Please just think about that for a minute and let it settle into your thinking. A dollar spent now for something you want will be costing you $4 when you eventually pay off your credit card balance in 20 years because the interest rates will be hugely expensive if not paid off quickly. The average household has $23,000 worth of debt, excluding their home mortgage. Can you believe that? Imagine how long it will take you to pay off this amount if you are barely scraping by from paycheck to paycheck. These facts are staggering, and it's obvious why debt is the number one cause of divorce and couple, couple discontentment. So if you need to decide if you are content with becoming a debtor statistic, or living a life to the fullest, or you are unwilling to accumulate debt while sacrificing buying stuff today for financial stability tomorrow, you need to make that important decision. Let's look at it another way. You say you have money in the bank for a rainy day and some normal investments working for you? Generally, your money may earn 1% annually in the bank, and possibly an average of 6% in the stock market. But all of this is dwarfed by an 18% average credit card interest rate. Your rainy day is now, and your biggest task is to get rid of that non-mortgage debt right now. talk about budgeting. <clears throat> your, pl your plan all starts with the unspeakable B word, budgeting, and is formally writing out a spending plan and adhering to the idea of not increasing your debt. You need to allocate how you're going to spend your money by not spending more than you earn. If you have a family or personal budget to adhere to, you are certainly in the vast minority in America. Few people pre prepare one and even fewer follow it. If you have decided not to become a debtor statistic, you need to look at your income and draw up a spending plan to accommodate that. The first decision is to make that you will make will always live under your means, meaning you will spend less on average than you make each month. There are various websites and sources which give guidelines for budget, but most are not from Christian sources and leave out the tithing aspect of where your money goes. 
So set a financial goal of having about six months of living expenses in a safe bank account. I know this is difficult for a lot of people, but it's something that needs to be done and considered. Maybe you call this a rainy day account. Then you follow that with how to get there from where you are today, knowing you probably have a lot of debt. To give out of to get out of credit card debt, do the following: one, stop all credit card uses until it is completely under control. Yeah, I did say that correctly. Stop all credit card usage until it's under control. Two, carefully examine all spending and reduce it so that there is money available to pay more on the credit card debt than just the minimum. Three, with additional money from the prior step, pay off the smallest credit card debt first, regardless of the interest rate. I know you think that's the highest interest rate should be paid off first, but this is a psychological issue that will buoy you up knowing that you've already started paying off some significant card debt. Combine what you are paying on the smallest debt with the payment on the next smallest debt and then the next smallest. Continue this strategy of combining payment amounts until all the credit card debt is paid off. This strategy, sometimes called the snowball approach, has been proven to work very well as long as there are no new charges on the credit card. After all credit card debt is paid off, use only one credit card if needed and pay it off entirely each month. If you cannot pay off the card in total, stop using the card and put it away until it's paid in full. Here's a quick thought on paying just the minimum amount the bank requires. Do you realize that the bank and you have vastly different priorities? While they are your friend in giving you a way to buy everything you want by using their credit card, their goal is to keep you in debt forever while paying them outrageous amounts of interest on unpaid balances. Your goal is not to have any credit card unpaid balances, period. The following plan has been written reflecting that you have uh, having a spirit of giving in your life. The first 10% goes to the Lord and the second 5 to 10% goes into your savings. Hopefully a 401 type K plan where your money is matched by your employer. If you already have a mountain of debt, you will think that putting money away in savings is, is impossible. If the debt is really big, then you should forego putting money into savings and getting the highest interest rate paid off. That said, it can be done, but best be done right off the top. You will then realize that with the money you have left over, you need to cover your financial responsibilities. Those are essentially the monthly bills. You may soon come to the realization that it is time to be more fiscally responsible and not buy that shiny new car and accumulating more debt but settle for a less expensive one. If you can pay off your debt, you will improve your credit score and will get better mortgage or car interest loan rates in the future. This is a subtle reward for paying off debt, getting better interest rates. With the subject of tithing and savings behind you, let's look at what your budget should reflect for all the other bills. So what happens to the other 80 to 85% of your income? The first area is the basics, essential spending, which includes your mortgage, rent, utilities, including phone, internet, heat, electricity, and water, as well as groceries, transportation, and of course, debt retirement. These should constitute roughly 70% of your income, with your housing bill being no more than half of this, namely 35% of your total income. 
Non-essentials like things you buy for enjoyment should be no more than the remaining 10 to 15%. You'll need to temporarily forego eating out regularly or going to the cinema every week if you are exceeding that 10 to 15% of your income level. If you're looking for a new place to rent and it comes to 50% of your income, then you need to look for a less expensive place to live. There are a lot of websites which can help you prepare a workable budget, and you can find them by a simple Google search. That said, they all have similar basic concepts and data to be provided. First and foremost, these are your plans. First and foremost, pay off your debt. Spend less than you earn. Know where your money goes. Control your discretionary spending, the fun stuff. Set realistic financial goals. Plan for financial emergencies. And control your spending on food. That's what I was saying. Most every website will say those things to you. The key is to evaluate each purses before you make it and determine the following. Is this something I need or something I want? If I'm determined to buy it, am I getting the best price for the level of quality I want? Could something cheaper be acceptable? So if you are in debt up to your eyeballs, then you should only buy those things you need, making sure you're getting the best price. A quick phone comparison on Amazon works well. And be ready to settle for something not as glamorous or of high quality. The whole plan starts with conscious evaluation of each purchase. This applies to all potential purchases, even the small priced items, as the needless purchase of many low-cost items can become very expensive quickly. Budgeting means making conscious decisions about how you're going to spend your money based on how you want to live. Again, it cannot be stated strongly enough. You need to get out of debt and even better, never get into it. This is a perfect place to talk about your home purchase, insurance issues, and how to invest money you have. But these are all addressed in other podcasts, so please listen, and those places will provide the relative information. One item that I think needs mentioning is the use of the ubiquitous storage facilities. If you rent one of these, it must be done on a short-term basis and only as an emergency. Many people rent them to store their stuff, and they simply forget about them, and the monthly charges keep coming in. Yeah, but I have important stuff in there that I need. But you haven't used it in over a year, and it has now cost you more than $2,000 just to keep it. You need to sell it and use the money to pay off your debt, and don't ever consider getting one again. Think minimalist, not hoarding. The importance of delaying gratification is amplified by the fact that in every life, some days the rains will fall and the nights the lights will fail to shine. If you really don't need it, wait until you can avoid impulse buying. Remember, someday in the future, you will probably need that money that you needlessly spent today. So as far as outside reading is concerned, the podcast is a very brief summary of the basics you get thinking about properly managing your money. Not no matter how big or small your paycheck or net worth is, it is focused on enabling you to have a more or less stress-free life with minimal money issues hindering your financial stability and potentially your marriage. There are plenty of websites available with more in-depth advice and some forms to use when planning and budgeting, so please take the time to visit and learn from them. So here's the takeaway message, and I'm sure you're going to know I'm going to use that word debt one more time. 
Make a habit of spending less than you earn every month and not incurring debt, which is the real killer to long-term financial freedom. Take a look at what you earn and how you are spending and develop a plan where you'll be free of debt and not incur new debt. Remember the Lord and give him your first fruits right off the top, not what is left over. By the way, did I mention you need to stay out of debt? If already there, work to pay it off as soon as possible. Well, that's it for now. I truly hope this podcast has lightened and educated you about one of the most important topics in your life. Again, please do what you can to stay out of debt. My next topic will provide uh, the mystery of filing your income tax by providing some basic information on how best to complete this arduous task. So bye for now. Please plan to visit my soon-to-be-published website, newgradadvice.com. So long for now. Bye.